This is your guide to succeeding as an entrepreneurial leader. Whether you're in business, a parent, or part of a community project, we can all be entrepreneurial leaders. With your host, Jeanette Seibley, the Leadership Results Coach, and a variety of experts in leadership, you'll learn how to create extraordinary work and life results, stand up and speak up, make more money and have more fun, and get out of your own way. The biggest challenge is we don't like to ask for help and get stuck as do-it-yourselfers. Well, not anymore. Now here's your host, Jeanette Seibley, ready to help you become a successful entrepreneurial leader. Hello, this is Jeanette Seibley with today's podcast focused on accountability. My guest is Jess Duell. She's a business consultant who guides companies to grow and focuses on helping them be accountable. So I love the quote that she provided for today's conversation. When accountable to yourself and your business, you can break through to the next level with a clear understanding of what is necessary and what is possible. Jess, hello. Hi, Jeanette. I am honored to be here and excited as well. Oh, cool. So let's get into it. Why are you excited about accountability? It seems like such an ominous word. It is, and it's how we actually reach our goals. It's that thing nobody talks about when we set a goal and they could be smart. They could be whatever kind of goal we have. And if we are unable to be accountable, if we have competing priorities, if we're trying to do too much in an unrealistic fashion, we won't get to those goals. And so that's why I'm excited about accountability because we can get to more of our goals. (laughs) Wow, I love that. I mean, it's so clear. Because again, like I said, it just seems like such a big word. And you know, people get funny about the word accountable. Well, they do just like consequence, we automatically assume consequence is negative, and they can be great, great, good things that come as a consequence of our actions. And the same is true with accountability. Oh, that's going to be hard. Oh, I have to be the bad person. Oh, I have to be really harsh. Mm-mm. We can totally show up with our energy, our workflow, our personality, and design in accountability to work for us and ask everybody around us to step up and join us in that place. Cool. So do you have like an example of how I would get other people involved in being accountable? I thought that was more something that is for me alone. We do have to start with ourselves. And once we know what we're doing and that we are committed to it, then we can communicate clearly with another person and do the same. I can tell you the questions that we're asking ourselves typically are bigger than a week goal or a daily to-do task or even a quarter. These might be a year. These might be two years long. I mean, I have an 11-year-old and I'm thinking, what do, how do we design accountability so that he can keep track of his own stuff by the time he gets to high school for a little bit of time management. And if he's anything like his mom, that's going to be a challenge because (laughs) every time I have five extra minutes, I try and do something and it turns out to be fun and exciting or unexpectedly longer than planned. And I'm always a little late. And so I have to work on that as part of my accountability. And that's something that is really important when we know what we care about 
and we can communicate that well with others, others can meet us and show us, yes, I support you, which in turn allows us to support them. So I think I'm getting something here. So like when we're stuck or um, we're, we're like kind of don't want to do something and it's like what you said is like all of a sudden, oh, this is a lot more fun. So I'm going to go do that instead of making my phone calls or having that conversation or making that sales call. So is that, am I in the right track here? with the You are. One of the things that I do with um, the clients that I work with and in our consulting world or in our driving solution strategic intensive groups is that we do an exercise and we talk about, well, what are all the priorities? And we're listing them. And sometimes they turn out to be task lists and we throw that away and we start again. What are the deals? What is important to you? Where are you going? Why is this the key? And all of those high points that have their own task lists. And then what we do is we prioritize them. We prioritize them two ways. The first way is by interest. Because whether it's mine or my team's, if there's no interest, it's going to be a haul. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got to know that. If there's no interest, it's just not going to get done. (laughs) That's right. Unless we design it. So the other thing is impact. So if there's no interest and it's low impact, why is it even on the list? Take it out. (laughs) We We can create more space. We can use our resources wisely. And we can be accountable. And we can help others be accountable during the icky times, during the crunchy times, during the... We have to dig in and figure out how to get through this because while we have low interest, it is high impact. Or while it is high impact, we really don't have enough resources and we have to change some things. And how do we weave all of it together to create the momentum to get it all done? I love that. I have a, but it brought up a new question for me. Sure. It's like, but what if I don't have the skill? So you talked about like mm-hmm. high impact but not a lot of interest, but my interest may be low because I really don't have the skill to do it. It needs to be done, but I don't have the money or the resources or the wherewithal to find a person who could do it for me. So how does accountability fit into all of that? Because first we have to, yeah, (laughs) it is. And first we have to adjust our expectations, Jeanette. If there is something we don't have the skill for and we don't have the resources to bring in extra help where that with that skill, that means what's the thing that interests us most and what's the thing that we must do for the most impact and how do I break it up? And if I needed to do it in one month, can I, can I still do it in three? Because if I'm working on two things, it will take longer. But what I like can fuel what I lack the skill of. What I like can give me the energy to learn the skill I need for that impact. And it might be slower. And this is where somebody like you and me can come in. This (laughs) is an important time to have an outside set of eyes. When I'm in there, I'm like, well, call me, call me and tell me where you're at. Because sometimes you're walking this path on your own. And sometimes you just need somebody to hook arms with you and walk this path with you. Because once you've made the decision, we can help externally support that design and remind you how awesome you are while you are taking the steps to learn it. And maybe even work through some of the struggles And the problems and brainstorm together how to solve those problems to keep that momentum going. Well, that brings up um, a story from years ago where I had met this business entrepreneur and he was not being accountable 
for his financials. He loved to tell everybody that he had a million dollar company. And, (laughs) and I questioned that a little bit just because of how his behavior, things he'd say, but this was the deciding factor. You ready? I'm ready. He kept his finances, all his bills, his receipts, his invoices, his paid invoices, all that stuff in a shoebox. Oh, I do that too. No, I'm kidding. I used to. (laughs) (laughs) And and the reason why. I'm kidding. And the reason why was that um, he was going through a, a nasty divorce and he wanted to keep his wife out of his business. Oh, that's funny. Well, I don't have that problem either. <laughs> that that particular caveat's not. Well, it's interesting. Um, so tell me more about this. How did that show up as low accountability, lack of accountability, the authenticity bell didn't ring true, something like that, it sounds like. Well, he wasn't being held accountable to himself mm-hmm. because there accountability really is something that you hold for yourself. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. the inner power that you can yes. glean from it. Um, but the accountability was, is that he had the excuse for not doing the work. Yes. He didn't know how to set up a QuickBooks or whatever system he wanted to use. Uh He wasn't willing to pay somebody to do that for him and help him at least get on the right track and then come in behind and start, you know, filling in his stuff himself. I mean, a million dollar business, you can usually hire somebody to do that. And then, he or the third option was hire it to be done yes. like every week or every other week or every month, depending on the volume, you know, how frequently it came in is send his receipts, send all his payables, his receivables, all that mm-hmm. stuff to the bookkeeper and say, here, create your magic. I want a PL for my month. Like, how did I do? Yep. But telling people that you're running a, a million dollar business, but you really do not have the documentation can actually come back to bite you because Big there's time. usually some mischief in how you're sharing it. It's like I picked up when he said, oh, I'm a million dollar business. It's like there's, it just wasn't ringing true. And here's the thing. So one of three things, maybe all three of these things were present as you found out as time goes by. When we are thinking about accountability, we have to unlearn some things. We have to let go and accept what is as is. And one of the things that is showing up for me about this story is maybe he was disconnected and relying on his past success to mean his current situation was the same without double checking. And that was limiting. It was limiting because in his case, it sounds like it wasn't happening. In another case on the flip side could be, I already achieved that. I can never do that again. And so both of those things we have to be able to disconnect from and look at what actually is. Another thing we would have to unlearn, which may also be true for this gentleman's story, is that there's always more than one way to solve the problem, provided you're willing to solve the problem and being open and curious. And the third is the need for speed. The faster we try and go, the quicker things slow down. And that's something too. And if we're already going slow and we are telling ourselves a story, we actually lose any momentum we had and we get firmly rooted and stuck. Well, and that is important because if we're not taking care of the details, yes, not being holding ourselves or our employees or our team 
or our community people or our family for whatever yeah. we're working on yes. accountable for doing what they say they'll do, mm-hmm. guess what? It impacts all of us. It's true. And I can give you another story as a mom, right? Okay. I'm a mom. Um, I, my partner in life, my husband of almost 23 years now, he and I, um, we we are working with our son now on, on money. He's always gotten an allowance because we want him to know how to use money. In our world, there are jobs that you do as part of the family, and then there is learning how to use money. So our allowance was not tied to jobs. Mm. Just this last year, we added opportunities to earn extra money outside of this allowance to learn about money. And it required a skill. So wash the dog, you know, strip your bed, (laughs) wash your sheets, make your bed. Um, And that's different than take out the trash, unload the dishwasher, make sure your teeth are brushed, make your bed every day, right? Those, Those are two very different distinct categories. Because if he doesn't get his sheets done, he doesn't get the money. Whereas just by living, he gets an allowance. And so he's at, so we've actually said, we've got the skill. We want you to learn about money. And my 11-year-old makes $2 a week (laughs) of spendable money. He also, we also, it's a bigger number than that, but he puts stuff to invest. He puts stuff into savings and he puts, he has a bucket for giving as well, in addition to his spendable money. So there's a learning over there. And then there's the extra money. And so he wants his $5 for spending all day to do his laundry and make his bed. <laughs> and if he does it poorly, he doesn't get any. And so this is an interesting skill that comes back to accountability. I signed up for something that I think I wanted. Am I willing to do the work to get it done? Do I want the reward enough that I'm willing to do the right work and get it done well versus try and cut corners and turns out that you missed the deadline or you're missing a step or you have to backtrack. It's an it could come down to something like that and having a safe place with which to practice. And again, that's where somebody Jeanette like you or me could be helpful because we can help create that shape so that whatever we're working on, I mean, I need Ryan to help me do some of this sometimes. I have my own board for Red Direction that helps me do this. As as masterful as I think I am, um, I'm not always that masterful and that's okay. And I must disconnect from the limits of my success. <laughs> what do I need to unlearn and stay curious about, right, Jeanette? Well, and that's where accountability comes in. I mean, yeah. you and I can be smart rats. Um, yes. We can talk ourselves around it, through it, over it, under it, wherever you want to go. But Cheers. the bottom line is, is it's not being accountable. Yeah. It's creating some pretty fat, funny or interesting excuses yes. or yes. stories to be told. And can we name them? <laughs> and then and then can we really understand what's important? Because yeah. I will tell you what, our actions tell us what's important to us. And so if we say our values are timeliness and quality of work, yet we're always late and we never feel like we've done well enough on our deliverable whatever that is at home or at work, we're not living our value. And there's a break there. And yeah. that's our, that's a great way. Is the action I'm taking now aligned with the values that I have said I want to live by? And if the answer is no, it's a great place to go. Cool. I got some work on accountability that I can do. <laughs> I'm sure everybody uh, says uh, it like that, right? 
Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, cool, cool. more accountability. <laughs> it reminds me of an article that I just posted on details yeah. and how getting into the details creates a workability in our life. And that could be anywhere in our life. But it's, it, you know, I came home from uh, an inspiring weekend a couple weekends ago, and I woke up on Monday morning feeling pretty good about myself. Yay. And guess what? I go, sniff, sniff, you, what is that smell? <laughs> and what it was, was I hadn't cleaned out the cat box. So oh, it's, uh-huh. it's like... The accountability is if you're going to have a cat, then you need to clean out the cat box. Yes. And that's a detail that most people do not enjoy doing. Right. (laughs) At least I've not found anybody who's said, oh. Me neither. I don't like that job either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about accountability and how to implement it because it really is more a way of being than something that's physical, like this mug who's that holds my tea. Right. Right. That's right. What kind of tea are you drinking? I just have to ask what kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking green tea right now because I already had my black tea earlier this morning. So I'm being accountable for my health because if I drink too much black tea, then I get too hyper. That's not my problem. However, I am drinking black tea right now. <laughs> Got it. We did it. We did it in the reverse. I drank my green tea early this morning. Okay. So with that in mind, well, how do we implement it? That's true. Are And I'll just start with this. Are there patterns in your life? Maybe you might even call them a ritual, a morning routine, an evening routine, the thing that you want to do two or three or five times or seven times a week that just makes you feel whole. For me, that's yoga. Are those things actually happening? And I actually created this thing called a present retreat that I use. And it's a dedicated period of time that I can look at my week. I can look at the priorities. I can confirm my level of interest. I can confirm the importance and the impact it has amidst everything and how it weaves together. And I can do that in such a way that I can make changes in the moment. Because ultimately, accountability is just because I said I was going to do it doesn't mean it's not going to automatically happen, especially over a period of time. There has to be a check-in. And when we give ourselves that chance for that check-in, we're automatically increasing our chances for success in every goal we set, Jeanette. That present retreat is one way to implement that. Well, and it reminded me when you were talking about looking at you know, each night what you do is could be as simple as brushing your teeth. So if you have a goal of always having your own teeth or never having a cavity, every night you must brush and floss. Mm -hmm. And I know for some people that's a hit or miss kind of thing. So they're not being accountable for what they say Mm -hmm. they really want to have later in life or that's right at the next dental appointment or whenever. Exactly. So that's not being accountable. Is that, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Fair. Yeah. It does make sense. And it comes back to my values. If my value is health and I'm not doing those tasks, those actions, I'm not prioritizing that effort, then yes, that's where that gap is. And these present retreats could be like, oh, well, I got that four out of seven days brushing and flossing at least once a day. How could I improve that? Right. Provide, and whatever that is, it could be making dinner as a family. It could be making sure your email box is under X number of emails. It could be, it, it could be making those sales calls. 
It could be, what are those networking events? How do I follow up? Whatever that is, there is. And here's the other thing I'll tell you. There are some people who are like, I want to do something new every month. I have to grow my sales every month. I want to do these extra things. And they have so many uh, actions, so many goals that it's hard to remember. It's hard to leave space for the unexpected. And that's where a lot of us lose all accountability. Yeah. We all get off track because we don't have time. And that's another thing the present retreat can do. I ensure that 30% of my day is not filled. So 30% of my work time and 30% of my outside of work time is open. It sounds like a lot. I have never had extra time because there's always something unexpected. There's always, a. I mean, my favorite days are the ones where you call me Jeanette and I'm like, cool, you're not on my calendar. I'm so glad I have some space here. I design it because calls from you were important to me. Well, I think you just hit on a word there, design. Mm-hmm. So you're designing your goals, you're designing your life, and then you're being accountable. You're holding yourself accountable for the results uh, yes. inside of that design. So I love yes. that. I love yeah. that. And so I'll tell to you, wrap up, uh-huh. to wrap yeah. up, is that what what could you leave us with where people might get inspired by accountability or at least enough to pay attention to it? At least enough to, I would say, here, here's what I would say. Once a week for two hours, and it mine is very different than this, but to get started, here's what I would suggest. Two hours per week where you are looking at your whole life, your work life, your non-work life, your family life, your non-family life, your hobbies, all of that. And you are saying, I have decided what's important to me. I have written these goals down. Did the action I take last week support them? If not, why? What did I win at last week and did it support my goals? Sometimes you'll find your wins have nothing to do with your goals, but they're really important at the time. When we know it, we know how to set up the next week. Oh, I was a little low in this area on this goal. So let me put a little extra effort into that this next week and take the, and now certain things can come off my calendar. So being able to say no, being able to change things and being able to say yes to more of the right things at the right time is what a present retreat can do. And it's the best time we'll learn. We learn to go look forward to that. Check in. I'm on track. Oh, I need to shift a little. Oh, this showed up. Is this really a good opportunity right now? And you get to ask the question, is it? Well, I love stories. that because that's really is being a hundred percent accountable. And as entrepreneurial leaders, whether it be in our business, our personal lives, our family lives, a community uh, event, what have you, being accountable for the details, the workability, the the values, everything like that, like all of it, it doesn't need to be hard. What you're yeah. saying really isn't hard. It's just having a conscious awareness that, hey, I want a life that works and I want to and achieve my goals, then I need to be accountable. So and I will just, tell you, can I tell you this? I'll, I'll end with absolutely. this. Absolutely. Before I started present retreats, I had a 40% success rate of completing my goals at any given time post present retreat it is above 80 percent that's impressive that's me personally in my life in my work and in my world Mm -hmm. congratulations thanks yes yes so just thank you thank you thank you for being here today 
And for our listeners, thank you for listening to The Entrepreneurial Leader. Uh, This is Jeanette Seibley. And until next time.